Force, a kaiju podcast. I think we ought to discuss the bonus situation. I feel dead. Perfect organism. It's got a wonderful defense mechanism. You don't dare kill it. I admire its purity. Ripley. I can't lie to you about your chances. Last survivor of the Nostromo. You have my sympathies. Signing off. Christmas from GeForce, a kaiju podcast. And Yuletide greetings to all our listeners, whatever holidays you may celebrate in this festive time of year, as we look forward to the coming of spring. And of course, the coming of season two of GeForce, a kaiju podcast. Just a little stocking stuffer for you this time, which actually goes way back to our very first episode as we were setting up to record why we love Godzilla we had a relatively lengthy discussion on a completely different franchise a franchise in which no one can hear you scream at least as long as you're in space this was our earliest recording session we were still working off of zoom and a single channel and we hadn't technically started recording the episode yet so people weren't really muting as a consequence, we do unfortunately have some coughing, some typing, audio artifacts that we were not able to remove. We hope that you'll bear with us, as we believe that you'll still find the conversation quite interesting if you can look past those audio artifacts. And so here it is, our second bonus episode, as we prepare to return for Season 2. Hope you enjoyed the discussion. Predator dogs? Have you seen The Predator? I'm not, I haven't seen any Predator movies. Don't start with The Predator. Do not start with <laughs> The Predator, but you haven't seen the original Predator? No, I want to see the first two. Dude, what? I know, I know. Oh, Someday oh, I wait, have to get sorry. around to that too. I've seen, I've seen, Ali I've seen AVP. That's not a oh, good thing. No, 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 no. Dude, no. what? No. AVP, but you haven't seen the original Predator. That's oh, same for me, yeah. Dude, even I've seen the original Predator. James, why do I talk to you? <laughs> I had a, I had a chance to too. They showed it at a at this like independent theater near my house, and I didn't go. You'll like it. It it, it details just... some combat strategy. The cool thing about Predator is that you have a bunch of '80s action guys. You have these huge, jacked, ripped guys that are like going into the jungle and, and just laying waste to everybody, and they're getting wiped off like instantly by this unseeable force. 
and it's at the time you have no idea what it is it's doing it to them like it's 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 awesome you yes the original predator is a must see predator 2 i think is is very underappreciated lately but definitely check out predator 2 because i love city hunter he's my favorite do not let AVP be your only Predator movie, please. Jay. No, 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 no. Don't no. do that to me. I like AVP. It's I do too. Garbage. I will, I will, I will stead guard that movie until I die. But do not let that be your only Predator movie because Predator One. I like you are better. I like the Alien Queen. She's like a T Rex. Have you seen Aliens? I have seen Aliens. Yeah. Okay. Have you seen Alien uh, Three? No, I haven't seen Alien Three. Alien 3 is Good. the best Don't. one in my opinion. Don't. Do. Do see Alien 3. Form your own opinion. Ideally, see the, the assembly cut. Assembly cut, yeah. I really did not like Alien 3 when it first came out. Um, <laughs> and then over the years, I grew to love it. When we, we tried re-watching Alien Resurrection and, like, giving it a... Maybe this is underappreciated, too. And for, like... For a good half hour, we were able to convince ourselves of that, but no, it did not make apart. it stick. It falls apart very quickly. There's it's some great action sequences in the Resurrection. No, there's there's all kinds of good pieces to that movie that just do not come together into anything. Is Resurrection the one that Joss Whedon wrote? Yes. And like Ripley's like cloned. Yes. Yes. Right. Joss Whedon wrote it, not a good fit for Alien to begin with, and then Jean-Pierre Genet directed it, which is not a good fit for a Joss Whedon script. Yeah, no, there's there's definitely some great pieces to it, but it does not equal a great whole. Like, there's Brad the- Dourif is always just wonderful to have yes. exist. Absolutely, 100%. Is she cloned, like, does she have, like, her memories when she's cloned? No. No. She knows, like who she is like she's like lieutenant ellen ripley but she doesn't remember anything else i don't i don't think so and she's uh she's not quite herself either yeah she's definitely not the same individual i feel like she doesn't necessarily have clear memories but she has some kind of instinctive continuity with the ripley we knew like she's aware of things it's a point i think the movie's a little uh ambiguous about it's like as as because she's clone number nine, something like that. Either six or nine. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's one of the, it's it's either six, eight, or nine. It's one of those numbers. It might be eight. Yeah. Yeah. It's as time has gone on, her memories have sort of deteriorated. So she's aware that there was a Ripley before, but like she doesn't remember that like Newt never comes up. Oh, so wait, she's not, between the movies, they've been cloning her like a bunch of times. Yeah, you see the other failed clones. Resurrection is like a hundred years after the other three movies. Yes. Oh, okay. You see the other failed clones, and that's debatably one of the better scenes in the movie, I would say, is is at least one of her better moments as as an actress. I would agree. But it's... It's a lot of good. It, there's a lot of good pieces. There's a lot of there's a lot of bad pieces, but they all equal to a really just. Movie. When you're done with it, you go really. That was really. Did we need that? To me, it all ends with Alien Three. Whether that's good or bad is up to you. But... I think that's entirely fair. Yeah. I mean, really, I feel like that series, each of the movies could be a jumping-off point. Like each of them is in itself an ending. It's just that Resurrection is the one that you finish watching and go, I should have jumped off earlier. Yes. 
it's kind of like a Goosebumps book, like, you know, the give yourself Goosebumps, you choose your own adventure. That's kind of how I look at the Alien series. Right. Where you want to stop, where you want to keep going. I myself have always been a lover of Prometheus and Alien Covenant, though I kind of get to enjoy all of them, but I, I understand why others, why others. I like Prometheus. Well, Prometheus is basically at the Mountain of Madness. Yes, yes, thank you so much. It basically is. So, I've never really, I've never, I've never, I've understood criticism for Prometheus for not being what people expected it to be. And I've understood it being, I've understood criticism for it not being an alien movie, and I've understood criticism for it not being crystal clear of what it intends to be saying. But in terms of it being a gorgeous, Lovecraftian, sort of horror, sci-fi, horrors of space, horrors of the depths of mankind movie. I've never really understood the criticism for that, but I've also, it's hard because most people don't have conversations with you. It is kind of on it on Twitter. I just didn't find the movie dramatically compelling at all. Like I just, I don't think it's terrible or anything. I just didn't get involved with it. See, cause I'm not, I'm not a huge like, Obviously, because I haven't seen half the movies, I'm not a huge alien like guy. Like I think the two I have seen are, are incredible movies. But what I what I what I mean is I didn't I didn't come to Prometheus with all these like expectations of like alien stuff. So like I I liked it on its own. I really liked um, what's the actress Numi Numi Rapace. Numi Rapace. Yeah, sure. Something like that. She has a last name. She has a last name. Close enough. She has a last name. Um. I, I really yeah, loved your character. Um, I just really liked the like mystery of it, like the engineers and like what were they up to, like. So I thought that was all intriguing. Yeah, I thought it was good. I liked it. But I, I also I do get what Evan is saying. <laughs> There's not really a lot in terms of characters. Like it's very much a sort of like you have to kind of I, I don't want to say you want. Lovecraft himself was never really good at writing characters. No, that's definitely true. He was not a character writer. He was he was sort of just a here's the here's the situation, you know, here's this ungodly creature that you can't you can't understand. Go for it. And and but he but again he was atmosphere. He wasn't he wasn't character. So I totally get why you invested in the story or the plot because there's really nothing to latch on to. Yeah, and I think if something is done in a in a in a style that appeals to me more. Like, like I could basically say the same thing about certain Bava movies, but the way that the atmosphere and the style and everything works in those movies, I get drawn into that sure. imaginary world and that emotion and that, that, you know, I have the right psychological responses. And with Prometheus, I just wasn't having the right psychological responses to pull me into yeah. that. I can definitely see that. I actively kind of disliked Alien Covenant. That one, I, I had actual like points where I was really irritated by it. I see. I think Alien Covenant is the best Alien movie since Alien. That is a hot take. It is. So, but I haven't actually seen Prometheus or Covenant. What is it about Covenant that you enjoy? So the thing with Covenant that I enjoy is, look, I, I most of the criticism tends to come with. Let me rephrase that. Most of the Twitter hive mind criticism, not the actual criticism that you would get from someone intelligent like Evan. Like like the hive mind criticism, the the Rotten Tomatoes criticism, the Facebook, criticism, the oh my god this movie sucks criticism, tends to be they question the logic of the people on the ship. Now, as someone who watches Friday Thirteenth on the regular, 
I don't care if your character, characters are illogical, because humans are illogical. So I don't really get bothered by that. And also, I don't really you think- You have to have idiot plots. Like, you do. certain stories call for people to make the wrong decision. Absolutely. Correct. Sorry of my life. Well, but also to a point, these characters get on this planet, and they're terraformers. Or they're, 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 they're not terraformers. They're, they're, they're um, colonists. Colonists, thank you. Thank you, that's the term I was talking about. I kept thinking cultists. Um, I knew that wasn't quite right. You know, you don't know what they do in their spare time. <laughs> but they, 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 so they will go to the planet, that, but what happens is when they land on the planet, they examine it and they realize that there's no harmful toxins in the air and they take off their helmets and everyone hates it for that. And I'm like, well, if you realize there's nothing harmful in the air, why would you waste resources? Yeah. Right. But, mm-hmm. but, but more to a point. The short of it is that uh, what I love about it is that it really hammers down the religious and the oh, the the darkness of man and the the arrogance of man metaphors that were set forth in Prometheus with David because the idea is David is a android created in Prometheus who sort of he's kind of like Ash himself aware a little more well, Ash he's not really self aware but I guess for lack of a term is self aware lack of a better term is self-aware, and wants to create the perfect organism to live because he thinks that as a being himself, humans are imperfect and he wants to see if he can do better. So he makes the, the, the alien, but it's not, no, which is I think another thing that people have a problem with is I think, I think um, and again, I'm talking about the internet hive mind. There's a beat to me with a lot of movies and it's not just Alien, it's Star Wars, it's versus Superman, it's whatever. And I think there's a big disconnect between people who have like genuine opinions and the hive mind. Right. And I will interject really quickly that David is by far my favorite element of those movies. Which which I, I think he's definitely the, in terms of the human or human characters, he's very easily the best part of that, if not the, unfortunately, the only part of that that really matters. Like I would say in terms of the human element, Prometheus and the Covenant movies both fail at that. Covenant to me, when I, so I, Alien was my first horror movie. Uh, it scared the crap out of me. I cowered, I hid behind a pillow, I shook, I shivered, I jumped, I was terrified. I, I left that movie on my grandparents' couch in a cold sweat. And that is the reason it's tattooed on my leg. When I went to Alamo to see it at a screening, I don't know how many years ago that was, I got that same feeling. Like it reminded me, okay, this is scary. Alien is scary. Mm-hmm. A lot of people kind of discount it because it's it's old and it's not jump scares and it's one or two, but it's not scary for me. But no, it legit is scary. It is scary. Yeah, it's, it's scary intense. Movie. It's a very scary movie. My son will see Aliens before he sees Alien. Like, I, I find aliens to be far more in the action realm than the horror realm. And sure. It's far more intense than aliens. It's not, not to discredit aliens, but it's just... But no, in terms of legitimately scaring you. For me, the, uh, the part in Alien when, when it gets Dallas. Horrifying. That, yeah, that, like, seared into my memory. Like, I'm, I'm so, so uncomfortable when that moment hits. My uh, wife hates me time. because I always just make fun of it and go, jazz hands. <laughs> but when I saw it at Alamo, now, I, I don't know when it was, but I was old enough to drink. So I was at least 21. The scene that always makes me really freak out is the um, Brett. When it, when it descends down, it's just yeah. like, 
there and it kind of looks up with all the, the water dripping on it and the chains and everything. My heart ran, my, my, my blood ran cold. I don't get that. I watch, you, you, you know, you watch horror movies all the time. We watch horror movies. Like it doesn't, it doesn't really happen. But for Covenant, I got that same feeling. Huh. I was reminded, okay, this is something that, this is like the, the, the um, Neomorph was reminded that this is a scary creature. That this is not a, this is not of nature. This is not mm-hmm. something you would normally find. You're not going to find it at Camp Crystal Lake. You're not going to find it down the street. It's not the boogeyman. It's, it's, it's something that shouldn't exist. And it's scary. And this, like the scene in the shower really freaked me out. And the Neomorph in general, I just found really freaky. And I think a good solid 80% of that is the music. But it's just, it had that effect on me. I don't really know why, but upon multiple rewatches, it continued to have that effect on me. Um, I adore it. I worship. I, I adore Alien. Cup. I absolutely adore See, it. It's interesting you mentioned the the scene with the shower because that's a point where I felt completely pulled out of the movie because I just I felt like I, it was so self consciously acting like a slasher movie all of a sudden. I can see that. Yeah. It was really jarring. I could totally see that. Yeah. No, I, I yeah I, I have nothing really to counter with that because I can definitely I can definitely see that criticism. And there's, there's unfortunately not, you don't have a Ripley, you don't have a Hicks, yeah. you don't have a Hudson, you don't, you don't have a Dallas, you don't have any really good human characters to really latch onto. I probably could, I couldn't tell you one human character from any of these movies, except for a handful of the ones from Prometheus, and those are primarily because of their actresses or actors that are playing it. Mm-hmm. The difference being David, I, but I, th- I think that's because the movie pays a lot of uh, attention to that character. I think it's a movie that relies a lot on imagery and atmosphere, and that's always been a big thing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, if a movie has good atmosphere and good imagery, I'm there. I'm, I, I can. I, I, I'm someone who like I, the, the story could be paper thin, the actresses and actors could be horrible, the, everything about it could be crap, but if the atmosphere and the the music and the visuals are there, I am there. So, I think that's a big thing for me with Covenant. That's probably why I love Godzilla 2014 so much, because I feel like the atmosphere yeah. and the visuals are both, like, incredible. 100%. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And that was where the conversation ended. Hope that you enjoyed this little perspective from the proto G-Force team just starting out on another franchise. And hey, if you've been sitting there missing the every two weeks releases for G-Force Akaiju podcast, well, miss no more. 
in a couple weeks. Stay tuned for another mini episode preview of the start of episode two. And another couple weeks after that, the start of February, we will be back with season two of GeForce Akaiju podcast. Once again, a happy holidays to everyone, whatever holidays you may be celebrating. May blessings be on you and all of your loved ones in this Yuletide season. Thank you very much for joining us, and we hope that you will join us again in a month's time as we kick off Season 2.